Hello and welcome to Discussing Documentaries with me, Matt Wills and Rick Wharton. Today we are discussing and dissecting Blackfish. Just so you know, there's a lot of spoilers coming on this one because all of the wrong people and the wrong animals die. It's made in 2013. It's uh, available on Netflix, 83 minutes long, and the director is Gabriella Cowperthwaite. Now, I wish that was the best name in this documentary, but we've got a guy coming up called Dave Doofus, and he's one of the good guys. Yeah, hang on for him. A couple of interesting facts. It has a budget of $1.5 million, and it made $2.3 million, which from a documentary point of view, that's a 50% return of investment. So uh, that's very, very good. It's rated 15, and the Netflix warning says violence stroke injury detail. So guess which one of us chose this little gem? Rick, tell us about Blackfish, my man. All right. Um, I think the one way to describe this is captivating but heartbreaking is this show. Well said, man. Well said. Because there is, there is not a scene that goes past when you just know, oh, is this, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, it starts off, and like I tell you what, all any great documentary hooks you in quick, and the opening scene is the 911 call Yeah. when Dawn, the trainer, has been dragged in by a whale and killed in front of a live audience. That's a live audience at SeaWorld, right? So... The majority of that audience, 50% of that audience, they wouldn't be old enough to watch this documentary. <laughs> <laughs> well, that 911 call is harrowing because he's describing yeah. what happened to it. And they go, okay, so where's the body? And it goes, he still has her. Yeah. And it, it, here's a, th- again, we're going to dice up with the macabre very quickly. So I used to live in a flat when I first moved to London, like a uh, downstairs flat. Right. Paper thin walls. The guy who lived above me, I used to work at a bar and he used to bring guys back for one night stands an awful lot. And above my, exactly above my bed was the ensuite bathroom. And he had a thing for having sex in the bath at about three in the morning <laughs> after night clubbing. Now, if you can imagine the, the sound of the water thrashing in the squeegee of the feet on the bathtub. I, it got to the point where it's like, I can't... If I was to ring the police and complain about the noise, <laughs> it would sound like the 911 call at the beginning <laughs> of this show. Uh, and what are they doing now, sir? He still has him. He still has him. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not letting go yet. <laughs> how did you... You know when you, you meet your neighbour and uh, like when you're putting your bins out, and how, how did you make eye contact with him knowing that oh, you I was, knew... I, I, I got no problem with that <laughs> I'm, I'm fine oh, I'd, with get, that I'd get incredibly english embarrassed about that i'd go puce red and yeah that would that would do my head in i had a moment of english embarrassment with him because for some reason i mean there was like three sets of students that lived there four people but of all this all the people that moved in they were all of chinese descent right and um i was sitting with me at one day so we're downstairs our front door is also the front door to upstairs right yeah yeah, yeah. So, uh, knock, on, knock on the door. I go there, and there's two police officers. Right. And I'm in my pyjamas, and I, I thought I was getting, like, an Amazon package or something like that. 
the police officer says, excuse me, do you live downstairs? I went, yeah. He says, is there a Mr. Lee upstairs? And I went, probably. (laughs) Without thinking of any sort of, I just thought that was a fair bet. So you know what I'm like? I said that, laughed at myself, then looked at me (laughs) face (laughs) and knocked on their door. But it's been one of those moments where it's just like, I think I'm in the wrong for that one, but there was no hatred in my heart when I said it. I genuinely believe there was probably a Mr. Lee upstairs. But back to the documentary. What did you reckon? First of all, did you enjoy it? Oh, yeah. I, I, I love this one. I've made a few people watch this one. How did someone get you to watch this one? What was the? How did this come into your sphere? Um, I think a flatmate recommended it when I was just binging on documentaries during right, an okay. unemployment spell. But this one, it shows, again, it hooks you straight away with the 911 call. And then uh, with the 911 call, you start seeing footage of what the SeaWorld trainers do when it goes right. Yes. So you're you're getting a description of a poor trainer being mutilated while seeing people like hugging and spitting, waltzing with with a giant orca and things like that. And you're just like, wow, they're that close to them. That is... yeah terrifying like these these animals are not to be messed with i think all the the all the ex trainers come across really well in the documentary well the documentary is fundamentally about how killer whales or orcas as they're also known were were basically stolen from the ocean and put into theme parks so that they could entertain us human beings now just for uh, what the americans would call full disclosure i have been to sea world with an ex ex girlfriend and I am. I, I felt the minute I started watching this, I went, ah, I'm part of the problem. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've contributed to these animals suffering because effectively it's a bit like it, it's effectively it's slavery, right? Oh, the, it's it's brutal, especially it's, when. The, yeah, brutal slavery. The, the way they treat the animals is just disgusting. And um, they, the money and the PR spin, because again, mm. a great. I, I always like in a documentary when you see how evil a company can be. And they well, get highlighted for that as well. Well, the beautiful thing I, I loved about this documentary, that there's heroes and villains, but you don't get to meet the villains, which means it creates a, a they. You know, when, he's, when people are, and they yeah. said this, and they said, the they becomes a powerful. Yeah, you get to see a few spokespeople and uh, the testimony you see later on is Brilliant. Yeah, like the court cases are, are mental. So there's many documentaries I watch where I'm sitting there and I'm cursing you. I'm like, bloody hell, Rick, what'd you choose this one for? Now, I've issues with this one, right? I love the Basically- fact you just sat there with a big smile on your face during fucking Kate Nash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and talking about that fucking vampire okay. beavers. <laughs> Chuck folding napkins for happiness. And then you're like, oh, fucking hell, Rick, this one's actually... <laughs> it's oh, it's why is something happening? <laughs> <laughs> well, this bought, this tapped into um, some really strong memories in my childhood, right? So there's a film uh, from the 1977, which means I was six, and it's called Orca, the killer whale. I went to see it with my mum, right? That's how lax the cinemas were in the 70s. You could go and watch that with a parent. Um, oh, you still can in America. Oh, right. right. It just means you need an adult accompaniment, I think, is the rule. Oh, right. Well, basically, have you seen the film? Because it's... Not not the 78 Orca one, no. I thought thought we were going to start talking about Free Willy then, forgot the age difference. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, that's the thing, because I can't watch a Free Willy film because of that Orca the Killer Whale film. I'm terrified Ah. of these animals, right? Just because I had that traumatic experience when I was six years old 
with my mum. It was just I'm I'm scared. They terrify me, even though they look so friendly. They're like um, they're like a sea zebra, aren't they? Because of the black and white. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm terrified of them. I'll tell you what I was terrified of, and it's a weird thing. Do you see? Because you see the train. They meet the trainers. The trainers start talking about their emotional bonds with the animals. That sounds fantastic. They love yeah. their job. Uh, but then you see the stuff they're doing, and it's one of them dressed as Dorothy. Yeah. Doing funny voices and prancing. I, I will never do that, he says. And then he went eight weeks later. <laughs> yeah. And I'll never forget, like, we're in, like, I think year eight or year nine, and we had a drama troupe come in, and they were doing songs about how it's cool to do GNVQs for your qualifications and things like that. And just, oh, yeah. You know they left performance school with big aspirations, and now they're doing a <laughs> now they're doing a rap about doing an NVQ and hairdressing, <laughs> and you could just see it in their eyes are sad, and that that <laughs> horrified me. The idea you could be penned into that because I imagine I'm a remarkably lazy person. If it came down to it, I would do that overworking in retail again. You'd go you'd go and swim with the killer whales, even no, not watching, the but... not the killer whales. No, I mean the amateur dramatics that goes with the killer whales. Oh, you'd go and be Dorothy, just to, oh, uh... I, I'm petrified of that happening to me. Being one of those doofuses at the London dungeons that yeah. try to put you on trial and oh, can it? I, I reckon we're about eight months away from that, my friend. Um, <laughs> so this this documentary, right? I was so emotive watching this. I was so angry. And I, I, I asked you, didn't I? I went, have we really got to watch this? And you went, yes. And I was like, listen, I'm already on the side of the killer whales. And you went, oh, yeah, obviously. Because <laughs> if, you're, if you're on anyone else's side, you're a prick. That's what you are. It, it, it's just brutal. And um, so I'm trying, trying to piece together so we're kind of flow with it. So they're showing you the um, – it's 2010 when it happened to Dawn. That was mm. the – the the major story of it that they're building up to in 2010 yes. yeah yeah of of the incident with uh, dawn being killed in front of a, a live paying audience and the way they frame that is they have xc world trainers uh, they have uh, court transcripts of uh, when they go to court with the health and safety executive and they have a couple of whale experts who are just again dave doofus pops up best name ever dave doofus who was the other uh, howard garrett who had the sexy um who's the guy from the big lebowski who we mentioned that got his name wrong it's not sam neil that's a discussing documentary uh <laughs> trope that we've got isn't it is, we, that, well, is it sam oh anyway you sure it wasn't you sure it wasn't a woody harrelson film you're trying to think <laughs> of there, but he looks he looks a bit like him he's got the voice he's got the tash and again yep. he anyone who works with these animals has got a beautiful way about them, excluding the trainers. The trainers, to me, reminded me, or rather ex-trainers, they reminded me of the Nazi guards who were like, look, at the time, we were just doing our job. We didn't know. We didn't know that when we locked them up for 16 hours a day in a cage where they couldn't move for 16 hours a day, we didn't know that was a bad thing. Really? Are you sick? Really? Well, they're not going to sit on the documentary and go, listen, I can work on the fucking popcorn stand or I can get in the water <laughs> twice a day. What would you do? All right. The, well, there was the guy who, um, the one guy was in, in, early on, you meet a guy and he goes, yeah, my job was to hunt orcas, capture them and take them to uh, water parks. That guy was John Crow. And by Christ, does he seem like the archetypal Nam veteran God, that's seen yeah. some shit? Well, he said, didn't he? Didn't he say he's been to? Uh, he's been involved in um, 
political uprisings and wars in South America, but nothing mm. was as horrible as stealing orca babies away from their mums. It says a lot about humans, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> but but you could like because it showed you footage that went all the way back thirty nine years, and then they showed them that they're chucking bombs into the water to hurt yeah. the orcas. Yeah. In Washington, another documentary discussion trope. Uh, go Mavericks, go Mavericks. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, poor Kirk Cobain. So they're chucking bombs into the water, herding them, and this is and this is when you start to learn about how smart the animals are. Yeah. Uh, because they know what's about to happen to them, so the males split off and lead them yeah. into a cove, while the females stay underwater with the babies because they know they only take the babies. And yeah. then unfortunately, they get spotted by plane, and that's when they go and find them. And when they take, when they get them in the net, and they have the babies, which are still like sixteen foot long. Oh yeah, they're huge animals. Yeah, they're yeah. massive. And uh, instead of the adults leaving because they've been freed, they all stand in a line and like cry and scream. And yes, yeah. it is heartbreaking, man. It's a heartbreaking thing to watch to the point that I was about 10 minutes in, 15 minutes in, and I had to stop and I had to leave it for a day. I couldn't. Yeah, it genuinely. And, I was just, <laughs> and I'm doing this a lot lately. I'm walking around my house going, bloody Rick, bloody Rick. <laughs> 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 Bringing me into the real world. How dare he? <laughs> He's such a mean man. I forgot you've constructed your little bubble around yourself of not watching the news or paying yeah, attention to anything <laughs> other than positivity. <laughs> the, the thing is as well, the, uh, maybe start thinking about black and white animals. Because there's a lot of black and white animals out there. Magpies, zebras, penguins, skunks, my cat. And it just... I don't get the point of a black and white animal. How is that useful in nature? Surely you want to be, um, it's camouflage, right? Your your whole, your whole skin is all about camouflage. Black and white isn't a camouflage in the wild or in the water. Again, Matt, we're going to cut together some of your sticking points with people. Um, <laughs> no, I've got a problem with black and your, white animals. Your, your beef with David Attenborough and the fact that your cat can't camouflage <laughs> <laughs> is fucking fascinating to me. <laughs> so the so, documentary focuses on uh, one of the killer whales, and his name is Tilikum. A beautiful name. And they put him in a tank uh, just after the capture of them catch him as a as a child now bear in mind killer whales are they're a matriarchal society so they're run by the females and the males are basically a, a sent outside to go play aren't they and the, the females and the babies all stick together for forever and, and effectively what they're saying is when they put them in these pools together it's like pulling in someone from a a Chinese culture and then putting them in, you know, with an Australian and with a Scottish fella and, and they've all just forced to get and, on. And and they'll just start raking each other with their teeth, won't they, Matt? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> which is what they do. These killer whales I'm gonna have to call the Australians. Killer, <laughs> the, the killer whales are racist to the other killer whales, right? Yeah. They're, they're xenophobics. They go into it because like each pack or like community of whales has their own specific communication frequency, yeah. hence different languages. Yeah. But then the first place they put Tillycum, it was like super difficult for them because they they make them pair up to learn the behavior, the learned That's, behaviors. Yeah. Oh, this is tragic. So they make them pair up with a more dominant whale, 
And then if they both don't do, and so they'd start using something called punishment behavior, um, since they both don't do the trick or the behavior that's uh, required, both of them get punished and don't mm. get... So Telecom basically gets the full metal jacket treatment. <laughs> he does. He gets cut to ribbons, doesn't he, by the killer whale's teeth? When they go into the shed at the end, at the end of the day, they all basically just wrap up their soaps, put them in a sock, yeah. and just start whacking probably Telecom. So and if you see what happens in full metal jackets, it's exactly what happens to the orca. That's a great, yeah, that's a great analogy. That's exactly what happens to him, right? Because effectively, they put him in, it's effectively, it's like they put him in a Hannibal Lecter type cage for two thirds of their life. And they'll live in captivity for 30 years. I mean, they no, live no, in- no. They, they live in captivity for sixty to eighty years, and the females live to over a hundred. Oh no, that's in the wild. In captivity, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, in captivity, they yeah, they die after like. Oh fair, right, right, we, right. So, yeah, yeah, we we, we knock their gone. we knock their lifespan down by at least a half. And you you were you screaming at the TV when you're watching it, going injustice. Oh, no, I was I was writing down the Full Metal Jacket comment while giggling. <laughs> <laughs> Little thing called professionalism, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lovely lady in it, right? And th- this is for me. When they bring anyone who's got the word neuro in front of their title, I'm like, well, they whatever they say must be right. So they bring in Laurie Marino. Uh, weird that she looks into marine animals and she's called Marino. So, and she's a neuroscientist. Now, what this clever woman does is they put a killer whale in an MRI machine. Yes. And they scan the brain. And what killer whales have is they've got a bigger sense, sorry, a bigger part of their brain, and it's the bit that controls the emotional intelligence and the emotions Mm -hmm. of the creature. And that bit of them is highly developed, more so than humans. So, And they've got a huge sense of self, these killer whales. You know, they think, therefore they are. I, I thought at that point it's really great that animals don't have Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I was put in this machine. So the next thing we hear is um, Olympic swimmer f- for 1991. She slipped and the will grabbed her boot and, and dragged her in, yeah. in sea land. Because they've got sea world, but what they do is they kind of ship out to a farm system of different shittier parks while they learn all their tricks and things until yeah. they're ready to come back to SeaWorld. SeaWorld is the premiership, isn't it? That's yeah. the top division. That's that's AAA right there. Oh, this was about went to Mexico a year or two of our last. And um so we get and we go one the one day we had off the resort, we went to this theme park and I'm like, look, can we just enjoy the theme park without stopping for a million photographs? I hear getting photographs. To- the first thing she does is we stop and queue up because there's a bunch of flamingos in the entrance. And I'm like, well, what's the point? There's- we've got them in the UK. It's like, flamingos aren't in the UK. I was like, I've seen loads. I've seen absolute loads. I was like, where? I went, flamingo. <laughs> I like the fact they change color by what they eat. I didn't know that. I just thought they were pink. Yeah. No, that's only because they eat, is it krill? They eat krill, and krill's pink. So uh, I, I, I thought the krill was the bad guys from Agents of Shield. So <laughs> you're you're not talking to an academic right now, Matt. I think we should uh, we should feed them Smurfs. Let's make them all blue. <laughs> we need more blue animals. But I was in front. This is like around people taking photographs. So I'm like, there's plenty in England, man. We can just go into the fucking park. <laughs> Find that rationale. Why go on holiday? Just use Google Earth. 
Seen it, seen it, seen it. Do you know what? I have used that as an argument when she wanted to go to DC and see the White House. It's just like, how can that be better than Independence Day? Absolutely. It's on, or it's on telly every single day. Just, yeah, yeah. just, yeah, just, it'll be fine. So anyway, this poor, this poor lass got grabbed in, mm. uh, dragged down, let, then they would let her up and then pull her down again. And then I think this is the one where they said that she died of drowning. Yeah. But they had two witnesses. That's the that's the white runs, yeah. The witnesses were never called upon. But it was tragic because they're like, yeah, and we, we knew what one, he killed her because he had a floppy, or because it had a floppy dorsal fin. Yeah, a collapsed fin, dorsal fin. Yeah, which is tilicum, right? He's got a collapsed dorsal fin. And because that, ha- that happened in British Columbia in Canada, so the guy who owned the park closed it down just out of, I guess, disgust really uh the health and safety executive said yeah this has got to stop um so he sold the whales to uh sea world oh, and then we, we basically snapped them up oh yeah because and then basically we just follow tillicum as he's on his let's call it a rage tour 2000 because that's... oh yeah it is bob anything you hear about tillicum is rough to hear but they also show you them in the wild and how smart they are. There's a bit of footage when they're getting a sea lion off an iceberg. That's clever. That is oh. weird. And and the woman, as the guy's filming it, uh, basically what they're doing is that they're swimming under the iceberg that the, the sea lion's Creating on. Creating waves. Yeah. And it, it basically the water's washing the, the sea lion off the piece of ice. And you hear women in the back going, going oh, it's horrible. And what did he say? If you can't stand the hunt, you better stop watching or something <laughs> like that. In the, oh man, you know he, what a dick. Do you know what I mean? A pure dick. Absolutely. What a cock. Guarantee he was wearing a berghouse. house. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what I like when they talk about the whales as well, they always give you the weight as if that's meant to help you. Oh yeah, like a thousand pounds. Yeah, like Tilikum weighs 12,000 pounds. So I'm like, well, how big is that? Um, I, I checked it out. That's 83 of me. Wow, eighty-three Matt Wills. Eighty-three, four foot eleven little men. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Cause I, I've been making short jokes around about nine episodes now. It's finally good that you've mentioned your four foot. <laughs> <laughs> so they they go back and they tell you about Tilikum. He keeps on getting attacked by the female whales. He's kept in the back, and his only trick at the time is. Um, like the big splash at the end. Yeah. So he's basically held captive that whole time. And the main reason Tilikum is there, because they, they struggle to, to capture males. And basically, he's there for his semen. Yeah. Because they want to do very a, expensive. Yeah, they want to do a breeding program. And, and it's indicated that SeaWorld management knew that Tilikum was the killer of the poor Canadian girl. But but no one is uh, no one tells the the trainers that Tilikum's no, the killer. No, because the, uh, the last starts talking about how, uh, the ex-trainer, sorry, starts talking about how um, they were just playing around, chucking at fish and stuff like that. And one of the SeaWorld officials goes, get the hell out of the pool! Yeah. <laughs> and, scream. and like, well, that's weird. He's just as nice as there was nothing in the... <laughs> And get out of there. <laughs> He's a cuddly whale. Basically, what we've got here is a load of Timothy Treadwells who are working who are working with whales. I was getting a lot of Timothy Treadwell vibes from, yeah. from these people. I'm going to save the whales. The, the bit that got me was, uh, so health, occupational health and safety, they keep cutting to the court case 
Yeah. And where they're cross-examining the SeaWorld of Florida. And the SeaWorld of Florida lawyer, now, she is uh, not a woman to be messed with because my missus does a, a lot of court cases. She went, oh, that's what we'd call a hostile witness. <laughs> the Occupational Health and Safety says, Tillicum has the potential to pull people into the water. And she says, well, you're a man. You have the potential to rape. Does that make all men rapists? And the judge goes, we'll strike that comment from the record. <laughs> what are you having to go at this man and all men for? Bloody hell. Yeah, but she's then, brutal, man. Oh, like that is just, I, you, you, there's no getting past her on a court case. Like I bet she costs a lot of money. And she just costs, has, yeah. She is dead behind the eyes, but she knows she's getting the results she wants. Um, Telecom has a moment where, because they, it shows you the, the trainers and their kind of lives and how many shows go perfectly and what doesn't. Mm. So when they're having a great show, they want to keep the footage and use it. And um, it just reminded me of, it made me miss stand-up. Do you know what I mean? When he... <laughs> I've had a good show once. <laughs> yeah, 19 minutes goes well, but did I need to say that at this point? <laughs> Fucking hell, it's can't um, use that. The last 20 seconds, it all went wrong. They dragged me under and held me there. So you had footage of uh, Telecom lunging at trainers and they instantly like delete it, get rid of it. That doesn't yeah. exist. That's no record of that happening. I tell you who doesn't come out of this documentary looking good. James Earl Jones. The guy who voiced the guy who voiced Darth Vader. Because he's in the promotional videos for SeaWorld and the Orcas. Yep. You know, the killer whales. So um, he's like, oh, they're fine. We're doing a really great job here at SeaWorld of looking after these things. Uh, James, you've been fooled, my friend. You've been fooled. Those videos are like, as you can tell by the fin, they are so happy that it has yeah. now folded over on itself. Listen, the, the same reason that the whales tolerated the humans is the same reason my cat tolerates me. We've got the food. And if they don't put up with our crap, they don't get fed. I'm not saying I torture my cat by holding back food, but she knows she's here for one reason. Because if she could go and have a happier life with better food, yeah, she's got no loyalty to me. Oh, since having a reactive beagle for the past six years, there is a lot of the speak, like positive reinforcement, punishment, training, all very similar to when you go to dog trainers and have like behavioral therapy, behaviorists coming in and stuff like that. And I'd seen blackfish before they started talking. Right. So when, so like one of the things that happens to Dawn is that the whale can sense that she's at the bottom of the bucket of fish. So they're getting annoyed at having to do stuff. Me, me dog can't tell when there's a few bits of kibble left in the bag and stops <laughs> doing what he's fucking told. And I'll always go and get him another bit of kibble because I don't want him to eat my offspring in a few years' time. <laughs> So there were some beautiful moments of, um, I wouldn't say it was heartwarming, but it was it was quite sweet. So you see baby Shamu being born, which I thought was, yeah. uh, that was quite sweet. Incredible uh, footage that, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It was, yeah, it was just quite sweet. And the, the weird thing is, right, so they built a whole theme around Shamu because, you know, because they had the great name. They probably had a great hashtag. But as he grew up, Shamu, he became quite disruptive, so they kept replacing him with other with other wows, and they just kept the. It's like when they replace the number ten in a football team. They just yeah, keep the shirt. We'll just uh, and yeah, you're now called McDonald. All right, you're in number ten. Carry on. 
It's Atomic Kitten for Wales. Right. <laughs> just keep on, <laughs> just keep on replacing people out. And when they take the baby away, there's footage there of the mum just crying in oh, SeaWorld. It I just, think I, it's so that sad. That for me is tougher to watch than when they take the the trainers down to the bottom and use yeah. them as a plaything. Yeah, yeah. Because they even had a vocalist come in because uh, it never heard the noise. Once they took the baby out, the noises the mother made had never been heard before. Mm. And they worked out that the vocals were long range vocals, frequencies trying mm. to find a kid. And that is, ah, oh. because the animals that we like, the animals that we domesticate are the ones that we can almost tell the emotion of. Any animal without that is a terrible pet. Dogs, cats, it's when they do something almost close to human-like behavior, whether or not we fantasize this in our minds, is the thing that, atta- that grows that bond, that attachment. Mm. Which, um, I don't know what Timothy Treadwell saw in the bears, but you can see it definitely. <laughs> you can 100% see it in, in, in the wheels, and it's, it's heart-wrenching. It, it's it's uh, yeah, absolutely brutal. It, yeah, and the, the higher-ups, as, as they referred to by the ex-trainers, you know, they called them the higher-ups, they were just screwing them all along, it seemed, because they didn't tell them that Tilikum was a killer, Tilikum was dangerous. Um, they lied about the longevity. So everyone says, oh, yeah, they live till for, they live for 30 years. No, they don't. That was a lie. Effectively, the, the feeling I got from the trainers was, again, yeah, they were the Nazi guards, basically. Yeah, there was, there was the uh, the bald guy who's just like, to be honest, I stayed for Tilikum because I was worried about him. <laughs> yeah, no, you didn't. You stayed because you had a mortgage to pay. You know, you had bills to pay. And, I I mean, this is one of the the difficult things about society. Jobs are boring as fuck. Yeah. Have you got... (laughs) Jobs are boring as fuck. They, like, if you're in an office, you're pretty much tillicum the wheel for eight months a day. Yeah. Packing at snacks and being yelled at for your sales figures. And if you have something that's a little bit exciting and, God forbid, something that's impressive to people, it is going to take a forklift to get you out of that job. Do you know what I mean? You, You stay in it. And uh, look at the de- look, look at from the Dupont Ranch fox fox catcher. The guy literally shoots their best friend in the head, and then everyone stares because like, where else are we going to go? Yeah, we need to, yeah we need to live here. Plus, he's in prison now, so he's not going to get us, is he? There's a terrible bit of footage. It was shot in 1987, where a trainer was crushed by a killer oh. whale as he's right he's riding on the back. I'm trying to say this without laughing, but it's he's riding on the back of another killer whale and this killer whale the trick is it jumps over the top and the killer whale's timing was fractionally off so that this 83 me's landed on top of, <laughs> on top of this poor guy right um, now now you've made that funny of 83 matt wills <laughs> missing a jump and landed on the guy it is brutal it's because they've, all, they've all, all also like snuck in how much these things weigh so you imagine like a thousand pounds and then the, the company just says trainer error trainer, trainer error. error everything they said was trainer error oh yeah they uh and then you see a killer whale pull a trainer into the water. That's Tamuri, yeah. So Tamuri, they go, Tamuri made mistakes. I, and she sat like on a rock yeah, uh, in the wetsuit with the whale she's been training with. And then she's just putting her foot on the orchid's head, taking it off, putting it on her head. And then it just pulls her in. She tries to hold on to the gate. That lasts a second. Do you know what I mean? There is yeah. no, There is no holding on to that. Yeah, yeah. And then, well, that's a weight ratio thing, right? Her a hundred pounds is not going to be a twelve thousand pound killing yeah. machine. No, not possible. And there was two of them toying with her. Yeah. And this this 
amazed me because I, I pictured myself being in this situation and making an explanation for why I did what I did if it went wrong. So, <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? As a job, I love I love the day-to-day of this shit and thinking this is someone's life. But, like, so she's getting, like, dragged around, like, fucking Ace Ventura by this killer whale, just, like, dragged around. The other one's <laughs> nipping away at her. And and what what the guy decides to do is let the net down so the bigger whale can come in, and hopefully yeah. the smaller whales will allow the dominant one to do what it wants. But imagine if that went wrong. It's just like, so how do you try and get Tamuri out the pool? Well, I thought Tillicum would come in, <laughs> right? Bear with us, bear with us. I know he's more aggressive, but I thought he was on our side. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna need a bigger boat. No, no, no. That's... <laughs> I basically, as like, luckily she survives, and they bring her out of the water. I give Tillicum a gun and hoped he would sort it out. <laughs> I blew my whistle. He knew what to do. We'd planned for this, and basically they bring her out, and her forearm is was in a U shaped, yeah, yeah compound was, uh, fracture. Oh God, I don't know what what's a compound fracture where it gets completely crushed and it's in pieces. Yeah, it's the worst type that you can have. Like it's like, oh God, dust. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a shocking film to watch. I know we we are making light of what was basically a horrible situation. She um, survived, especially her. especially for the killer whales. They go psychotic because they're mm. locked up in a cage for sixteen hours a day. This is a, a as we keep saying, it's a twelve thousand pound creature that can't move. It's being locked up like Dr. Hannibal Lecter. It's just yeah. shocking. I I was on the side of the way even when it was killing them. I was like. You go on. And and as I said in the beginning, all the wrong people and the wrong animals died in this in this documentary. Because you want to see the higher ups go, really? You fucking get in there with Tillicum then. Yeah. You might want to oh, take yeah, your yeah. suit off and put a wet especially, suit on. Especially when you see what they're, they're literally riding on the nose of the wheel. Yeah. Do you ever hear it was the gingerbread man story and a fox takes it across the, the sea? Yes. On his nose, and then just eat it at the end. That is exactly the fable yeah. for being a Sea World trainer. Because then you start to see more footage of the when the whales fight back, and you got Ken Peters. He's in. He's in the tank with. Uh, was it Tillicum he was in there with? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's in there with Tillicum. So like, obviously, he's eating people already, and he just gets his foot and just drags him to the bottom of the tank, and, and this then lets guy him is up. cool. He's a cool fella. This bloke. Yeah. He just he, plays it. He, he plays it super cool. He does, but then so he's he's being held for like a minute at a time at the bottom, then let up, then he'll take the he'll let go of one foot and then take the other one down. Which again, it's toying with them. Do you know what I mean? It is mm. really a certain some. He's trying to. He's been a scuba diver, so he knows how to keep his breath. Yeah. And then what they do is, it's lucky on this one they didn't have the guy who had the idea to just let a bigger whale in <laughs> to get him out because again I love I want to see the report with HR when he decided to do that it's fucking hilarious what did you do we put in 15 other people to see if that would draw the whale away from him and we could help him out there was a reason that they should have put Tillicum back in the wild right because a homeless man in July 1999 snuck into SeaWorld, and he was found- Oh, just wait one sec. Wait one sec on that, because we'll finish up with happened. Because Ken Peter, so oh, he, sorry, yeah, the, yeah. Footage, the footage of this is, is remarkable. So they stay with you for the whole time, him being taken up, dropped off, taken yes. up back, yeah, yeah, yeah. nearly drowned. And then they put a net 
across the the thing. And when Tillicum lets go of him, he's still stroking him. He's stroking him. He's working his way at the back. And then he hops the net and starts to swim. But then you see it's the ominous movement of Tillicum turning yeah. around slowly and then coming towards him Dude. like Jaws. Exactly like Jaws. And, and he, this fucking whale, if you've seen Free Willy, you know what he does. He jumps the net. And the guy's like, oh, shit, he definitely is coming. And he's him. <laughs> And like, you know that, like uh, the wet part of a swimming pool, it's like the slight, the ramp bit you're going in yeah. off. He's on that, but obviously his feet are knackered because a killer whale's been gnawing on them for like 45 <laughs> minutes. You see him get up and then fall straight back down and they have to grab him away. And then just, just the whale coming towards him. And I couldn't think of anything else other than like Grizzly Man, Werner Hordzog being, <laughs> they say they're a compassion in these eyes. <laughs> I don't see anything other than... A killing machine. <laughs> Beautiful. So there was um, the reason Tillicum he had a he had a taste for blood basically. So in 1999, a man snuck into Tillicum's pool and decided Daniel to go for a P. Swim. Dukes is this man? Right, yeah. Well done, Rick. Um, and then the trainers came in first thing in the morning, and Tillicum was swimming around with a naked dead man on his back. It's brilliant. And do you know, do you know what uh, SeaWorld said the cause of death was? Drowned. Hypothermia. <laughs> Hypothermia, that was it. Hypothermia. Oh, it was really chilly as that whale was biting them. And then the <laughs> autopsy showed, oh, wait, no, they've bitten off his genitals. This is, again, this pre-internet era where if you have your if you have your in with a newspaper, you can get your story out and no one else can. Yeah. So their story was tantamount to genius because what they made it was a joke they said it was a guy trying to sexually assault the whale yeah that's right and they have all these trains going he got in the wrong tank yeah blowhole bill yeah yeah he's one of them, one of them but then they go into the security of SeaWorld, which i thought this that i could picture myself in this situation so they have every angle of that tank covered by cctv they have night watchmen night trainers watching it constantly around the clock Clearly not. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because it's just a whale. Do you know what I mean? In the end, you've watched it for long enough, you're going to play yeah. cards. What's he going to do? He's chained up. But the idea that Tilly comes actually parading this naked, mutilated man around on his back, I think someone saw that at like quarter seven in the morning and go, look, say nothing, that's the day shift's problem. Everyone got their hats, <laughs> got their coats, went, yeah, everything's fine, Chris, have a good day. And then like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> And the reason they didn't put Tillicum back in the wild is because, as we mentioned, his semen is very valuable. And then they cut to a video footage of one bloke wanking off Tillicum. Do you know what? We, we, we make a point of not talking too much during when like we're watching these documentaries. We watch these separately in hours, obviously. But there's always a point go, I know he's going to message me during this bit. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. Because that is someone's job. How would know, you stay at the office? I, I, I love about that because you're like, I get to, <laughs> I get to go with the whales, and it's like, except jerk off Tuesdays. <laughs> except jerk off Tuesdays. Do you, do you want to work the popcorn stand? Get your fucking gloves on, Dawn. <laughs> get your gloves on. Keep the pony till he likes that. And Tillicum, right? Tillicum rolls on his back, and his his penis is well, remarkable. Is all I can. All I can say. Um, it's, it's 17 Matt Wills. <laughs> it's, it's, 
imagine that the first day that you've got to do that. Are you alright over there? <laughs> oh, that tickled me. I mean, I knew I was a big cock, but yeah, there you go. That was. Uh, sorry, carry on. I beg your pardon. Sorry, right. I, I, I could listen. I could listen to that wacky racist Mutley laugh all day long, Matt. You're fine. I got oh, nothing mate. else to do. That tickled uh, me. But like, just again, just that day to day of being told this is what you do. And I, I'm. I don't know about you, but when I start a new job, I am cack-handed. Like I will do. I'll double check if I'm doing everything right yep. a million times. Like say, oh, first day, Rick, can you can you close that door a bit? I will double check if this is the a bit enough done. Like I am just like an amoeba learning the job, but I forget all basic human skills. <laughs> like my first, my first job at a bar, a uh, big fella came up, first guy I served, and went, "I'll have a pint of Guinness and a bit of lemon," and uh, I did the Guinness, <laughs> and I sliced up a bit of lemon and put that on a saucer. <laughs> Uh, and he was ready to glasses. He thought I was taking the piss. <laughs> oh, I didn't because I've never drank a bit of lemon. I didn't even know that was a fucking drink. Oh, you've tapped into my uh, funny bone today, man. It's one of those ones like where I could never work in a prison. Do you know what I mean? Because I'd be like, is this door supposed to be closed? Is, that, is, it, is it meant to click? Oh, it's meant to click. Sorry, he's just slashed him up. So that first day of being told you've got to jerk off Tillicum. And Tillicum's done this before, right? Tillicum knows exactly... He knows what day the way it works. He knows how much is left in the bucket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like, how long do I have to do with this for? Till he comes. That's yeah. why he's called that. Till he fucking comes. Yeah, that's why you got to jerk off the wheel. It's so weird. Um, they then showed a, a picture of all the, basically of Tillicum's relations and who he'd sired. So yep. he was used to create five children, which spawned 11 grandchildren three great-grandchildren, 12 great-great-grandchildren, and two great-great-great-grandchildren. Uh, yeah, insane, because we are, not that we ever would, but um, Ari, uh, me beagle, was ruled out of breeding because he's got, um, like, behavioural issues. And you can't breed that on, right? Because that's what they say. Yeah, yeah, because it'll, it'll pass on. It'll be dangerous yeah. to someone else down the line. So the idea that he did this of a one-ton killer whale, that you're still wanting to put people in the tank with is yeah. just again it's it's the evil co- and then we get to laurel parker I, li- I like the way the americans say tenerife because they call it he did this in breaking bad as well uh it's, they call it tenerife in tenerife oh i know that sound nice but you've already seen all this footage of the whales attacking trainers and things and then you've been on hold there, Matt. I don't trust those fucking water slides. Never mind the the, uh, the safety equipment they have for the pools. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the the um the pools weren't set up correctly. Uh, you are again of the day to day of being a whale trainer. You see them having to check one of their teeth and that well, and, looks and like... force feed the animal, which was yeah. oh, that was just heartbreaking. You can hear this thing crying. Yeah, and and it and then the videographer focuses in on the whale's eye, and you can see it going. What, what are you doing? You've pulled me out of the water. You've jammed something in my mouth. You've chucked a tube down my throat. And what? I'm meant to sit here and you're patting my nose. Going, it's all going to be all right. Don't worry, baby. Oh, it's brutal. And the thrashing. Just bit, imagine it's like a fucking truck slide skidding. Do you know what I mean? The side yeah. hitting you. Oh, but it's- then they sh- then then we meet Alexis, Alexis. And um, they always say they were the best trainer. And 
I from watching their techniques, I don't know if they mean like how he is with the animal or he does the best hokey cokey in front of the audience because like it is brutal what happens to him. Like you meet his his fiance, his mom, they ring they ring the fiance and say there was an incident with a whale, he's fine. Hmm. And then they ring him back up two hours later and say he's passed away. It yeah. was an accident. And then they are allowed to go to the body. They're only allowed to see the head. Mm. And she felt the chest and the chest had burst open. So mm. it was a vicious attack by two killer whales. Yeah. The wetsuit was basically a body bag, wasn't it? And that was just, yeah. hold, that's what was holding it together. That was his new skin. Yeah. And then, um, but that it's that time in between the first phone call and the second is where the evil happens of the company getting their spin in order and watching everything they say there was yep. a lawyer there with them when they saw the body yeah like it's just it's, it's absolutely brutal and when they say yeah well basically again the trainer made a mistake and the reason why right is because as we're seeing in a lot of these documentaries the killer whale business is a bums on seats business yeah, right. this is where it comes to with Matt as well. I knew that was yeah. going to be one of our, right. so, one of our traits. It's skin so, in the game is the, what yeah. I wrote down. Well, they've, they've invested a ton in soft toys, advertising, etc. Mm. So they can't have people going, Jesus, no, them, them killer whales. Do you know what they do? They kill. Yeah, because they're meant to be cuddly and lovely. Exactly. They're called fucking killer whales. Do you know what I mean? It's not obvious. But my the idea, when they said that, I went, I understand that to an extent. But what people aren't buying cuddly toys of are the trainers. Yeah. These are majestic animals. If you're close to an orca, you're going to feel like you've seen something. You've paid your worth of admission. I don't need someone dressed up in high heels and calling themselves Dorothy in a wig. Yeah. Doing a waltz with the animal because it's not worth the consequence. Yeah, yeah. I traveled around India once, stayed in this place, and I stayed there for ages. And every day I would just go and body surf in the in the sea. And now and again, a, a dolphin would just come up and just swim next to me. It was just the most amazing thing in the world. But would I pay to go and have that? To me, it's like going to a brothel. It's not, uh, I could get it for free. Honest, if I'm lucky enough, I can get it for free, right? The closest I've got to a story of your dolphin is the guy in the bathtub upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> That's how well-traveled I am. That is the closest I've been to <laughs> I'll never forget, never forget the squeege on the feet of the porcelain. <laughs> Stays with me. Stays with me. Um, they have a they have a SeaWorld expert, right? Now, he is uh, what we call where I come from a piece of shit because he said, Tilikum is not an aggressive killer whale. Hang on. Look at what you've said there. You've put yeah. the words aggression next to killer whale. And Tilikum has just tried to kill a couple of people and you know he's already killed someone. That's that's what you'd call if if Tilikum was a, a human being, he would be in solitary confinement, right? And he wouldn't be allowed near this many children or adults because he's a fucking killer whale. This is this is the interesting thing that comes in with positive reinforcement training. So they come to the incident with Dawn, the big one now that we've been through all Tilikum's uh, aggressive history. Now, so we use we do, we don't use negative reinforcement with the dog. It's all positive tree training like reward good behavior and um so i made a mistake one day I, I i go to bed late and the dog sleeps in the dog bed but if i don't go to bed by around three or four in the morning he'll get up on the bed so then i've got to come in look at him go downstairs get a bit of kibble 
to lead him off the fucking bed. <laughs> oh, wow. So I don't wake our ass up. I accidentally, accidentally give him a high-value treat, which is like a potato skin, a potato treat wrapped in fish skin. So, like, they, they have grades of treats to know they've done a good job. Okay, so that was like but, a Yorkie raisin and biscuit. Yeah, exactly. So oh, I got okay. one of those every day for two years now. He hears me, comes up the stairs, and jumps on the fucking bed. So he's trained you? He's trained us now, yeah. The, the positive reinforcement goes the wrong way quite a lot. Like it, there's, <laughs> there's been some good responses to it, but he has now trained us. Since I give him that potato treat, he'll hear me, and he will backflip onto the bed and be like, not going anywhere until you get your ass back downstairs and get me a bit of kibble. <laughs> <laughs> so they show you uh, her doing practices with Tillycum. They said the, the whales were all up a height that day and they had a bad show. Yeah. She was getting amped up to make sure that the big finale was going to go well of her riding yeah. the elephant, uh, the elephant, the fucking, uh, the orca's nose. Well, they are an and, elephant in the water. That's the sort of size they are. They're fucking yeah. massive. Absolutely huge. And... Uh, she, she's running out of treats. He was doing what's called a behavior. So he's now doing a trick called a perimeter peck wave where he has to wave his fin yeah. around the perimeter. And when she blows the whistle, that, that signals that he's done it correctly and to come back and get his treat. Now, he doesn't hear the whistle, or, or yep. he can't, I can't speak for the whale, but uh, he continues to do it around the whole... Yeah, uh, arena. he does another lap, basically. Yeah, yeah, does another lap. And she says, you did that wrong, no treat. And yeah. that's the moment she died, in my opinion, because yeah. he's just like, you're fucking kidding me, woman. I've just... <laughs> I've done it twice. Yeah. You, you wait, made wait. the mistake, not me. The wait, error fish. was yours. Give me my fucking fish. And then they go to something that I would like to see more footage of, uh, in general, of a relationship session. Yeah, where they go and sit in the corner together and they have some bonding time. Yeah, they go and yeah. cuddle the killer whale and they show footage of her doing it in the past of lying on Tillicum's chest while he's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like she's basically surfing him. And then he grabbed her arm and barrel rolled down. Yeah, because he was pissed off. Yeah. Because she, she broke the contract in his mind is the way it's put to you, right? And then effectively, it's, yeah, Dawn Branshaw is killed by yes. the killer whale. Absolutely brutal of like her being scalped and there's no blood coming out, so you know the heart's not pumping. He swallowed the arm, and there's like kids in like the underground tanks watching this. There's people watching it. It's absolutely brutal. And P mm. immediately, immediately, SeaWorld comes out and says, "Trainer error. She slipped in the tank." Yeah, and then they changed that, didn't they? Well, they got conflicting reports from eyewitnesses because they yes. had actual people in the park watching. So with video cameras. Yeah. And because I've got it, they unfortunately didn't use the footage. But I, I've got no problem with that of this one because <laughs> it's not Timothy. I it, it wasn't Timothy Treadwell who I felt deserved to be eaten by a bear. <laughs> um, and you've also seen plenty of footage of what these animals can do, so you don't really need yeah. to leave it to your imagination. And you'd already so, seen him like attack other stuff, you know, other human. So yeah, it was. Um, so now you yeah. see the kind of the PR spin of and because they are the bad guys throughout SeaWorld are the bad yes, guys of this. Yeah, yeah. They say she slipped fell, they say no she didn't. Then she goes, Oh look at her, she's got a ponytail. It yes. grabbed the ponytail and pulled yeah. her in. And the safety spotter who's meant to be watching her wasn't watching her and just uh, under court of law had to just say I assumed it was that. Yeah. Uh, and then they've just got the uh the guy saying it wasn't an aggressive move. <laughs> 
What, when he killed he, poor Dawn? Yeah. When he latched onto her arm and barrel-rolled into yeah. the water. God, and, he, and just to remind you of the recording in the beginning, he wouldn't let her go. I've had gigs that have felt like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the, here's the sad thing. After that, Tillicum comes down with depression. Yeah. Right? Because he's not even allowed in the shows now. That was one of no. the only things he was doing. Yeah. I mean, even the wank him off on Tuesday is not, not cheering him up, right? Nothing, Nothing's doing it for Tillicum. So um, he's right, just... Imagine he's... having a whale sigh at you while you're <laughs> 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 Especially if they're giving him antidepressants. That's that's 45 minutes in a rotator cuff injury. <laughs> right there to try and get this. Fucking <laughs> killer whale that is. Rotator cuff. <laughs> And yeah, you didn't see that guy in the arm sling talking about his problem with the wheel. <laughs> Just makes me feel cheap. Um, Tillicum, uh, up until Tillicum's death, Tillicum was still at SeaWorld. Nothing changed. Did Tillicum die? Tillicum died. Uh, I, I got onto Google. And here's why I got onto Google, right? So my missus came in while we were watching this and she just got into it. And then afterwards I says, look, I think the only way we can fix this because SeaWorld are not going to release these creatures, right? Because they're, you know, it's too much. It's too much mm. revenue for them. Um, the only way you can fix this is by going into all the sites globally at the same time and killing all of the killer whales. And she says, "No, that's cruel. I don't. I don't think that's cruel. I think that's an act of humanity that we're putting these poor creatures who are tortured constantly. We're, we're putting them down. Why would we let? We, if my cat was ill, I'd put her down." I don't want a creature to suffer. Let's go well, and kill all the killer whales in captivity. And it it doesn't. We're doing it's for the greater good here. But they would just get more, Matt. But no, they wouldn't. Who's going to go and hunt killer whales? John Crow. We met him again. <laughs> he was he, you know, he was broken by that. The the good thing about this documentary is, after this documentary was aired, visits to sea part uh, to Sea World uh, dropped significantly. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be making a difference at least. Yeah, yeah. So it has, you know, not only did it make $800,000, the documentary, but it did have a slight effect. Although you can still go to SeaWorld and you can have lunch next to the tanks while the killer whales do backflips and stuff for you. Oh, we, we, uh, and here's the thing. So of the court case about Dawn, when they blamed it all on her, they never did yeah. anything wrong. Pass the book, pass the book, pass the book. Uh, the court ordered that they now have to have barriers between the trainers and the whales. And what is SeaWorld doing about that? They appealed it. I can't believe it. No. Can, yep. can you imagine working there? And um, See, I don't even want to gig five days a week. I complain if I get five days a week gig. <laughs> right? And I'm waiting for a ruling to see how many gigs we're going to be doing a week. So if you imagine you're sat there going, it's okay, we're fighting your corner, lads. We're going to get you in that tank of the big fish to eat your friend. We will win this case. You hang fire. No, you're all right, Malcolm. You're all right. Don't worry. Don't throw your your Dorothy red shoes out just yet, mate. You're getting back on that fucking stage. But then you see the X. SeaWorld are evil. And the X trainer seems like they've kind of like grown and matured and realized like what they did was wrong and how lied to they were and how, yeah. you know, they were just, because they recruit them young and fit. Like you just have to be a good swimmer to be a trainer. There's yeah. an alarming short amount of training that goes into it. They just go get on the back of that whale. And if you survive, mm. you're a trainer. If you don't, you're, yeah. you're bad. But so at the very end on the last scene, uh, you see all the ex-trainers go out to the wild and see orcas yeah. go along. And do you know what? 
I really wanted to see them get the sea lion on the iceberg treatment. <laughs> I thought that would be the best end to it. If they just started like rocking the boat on different sides. We'll get you. If a coordinated attack. But yeah, there was uh, there was no free willy happy ending here. It was uh, it was it was sad. It, it was heartbreaking. It was incredibly well made. Like it I said, changes it, opinions. Like that that is yeah. I would never go to a Sea World. Uh, I feel shame that I've been to a Sea World. I really did. I'd like to point you, out back when I was drinking, um, I was a lot oh, young. Oh come I, on, I, you, I don't, was, you don't I, need I, to give you a Me Too <laughs> statement about going to fucking Sea World. <laughs> Oh, you like, know, after watching time. that, I feel like I do, right? I was, a I was going time. through some things, you know. <laughs> do, do you know the funny reason? Like the funny reason why I probably wouldn't have went to that anyway before seeing this documentary is because those seats looked wet and uncomfortable to sit on while you watch the wheels. <laughs> the beautiful thing about SeaWorld at the time was the fact it was sponsored, it was owned by Auschhauser Busch, who produce Budweiser. They own Budweiser. So, uh, oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, and free Budweiser. You can drink as much as you like. Wow. I mean, no one did. We were the only ones in there. There was us, and I think there was another English couple going, free beer, this is brilliant, right? <laughs> Chucking it down our necks. And the Americans are like, let's go get wet by a whale. No, oh, are you kidding? <laughs> That's free beer. <laughs> what, are you t- what happened to your nation? They've got fucking Carlsberg on the go <laughs> here. What are you doing? <laughs> free lager? Get in. All right, so that that is our... Our take on uh, the documentary Blackfish. Matt, what's got you giving that one out of five there, buddy? I'm going to give that a just because it it's still going on. I'm going to give that a I'm going to give that a very healthy four, mainly because it made me think of my mum too much and going to the cinema when I was a kid. So uh, yeah, that that one gets a healthy four. Yeah, I'm giving it a four as well. Big fan. Wow, really enjoyed it great documentary thank you very much for joining us uh, we have more documentaries coming up there is an honest liar in the mix as well as nuts and i'm really looking forward to nuts and then the next one is chicken people chicken people oh it's one of your ones isn't it yeah this is one of my ones so uh yeah it's gonna be happy it's a lovely way to to, to end things so yeah Click, click, subscribe. Do all the things you've got to do. Oh, we've had we've had more reviews and stuff come in, which has all been very positive. Uh, what one thing I didn't expect is how much people have loved the theme tune. Thank you. They're using, it, they're, using it, they're using it as ringtones. They just, they, <laughs> they just keep messaging, going, "How how do we get a hold of this music?" Well, sorry, that is official property of discussing documentaries. Okay, that is. So. We, we own that thanks to uh, <laughs> b- big up to Tom. Go Stoke. So thank you very much for joining us. I will see you next time on Discussing Documentaries. That's goodbye from me, Rick. And goodbye from me. Thank you very much. Ta-da.